Well, hello, my wonderful friends. How are you guys? So today's episode, it's taking long, is definitely a long episode, and it cut off at the very end, only by a few seconds. So I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. You're not missing anything. It's just your girl talking way too much. But I hope you guys get some value out of this podcast today. It's taking long, Lord. Um, There's a lot of good stuff in it, you guys. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and I will see you next week. Good morning, my beautiful friends. This is Ashley Daily Encouragements. Welcome to a new episode, you guys. Thanks to all the subscribers out there who listen every single week. I pray and hope you guys are getting a ton of value out of this podcast and that it's giving you some more and more freedom in your life, that it's it's helping add to your perspective to, to get out from underneath the burdens that we carry of blame, shame, condemnation, judgment, and uh, that you guys are really coming to find out who you are and who God is in you. And so you guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, I hope that the life coaching series blessed you guys. I'm considering about doing another one this year. I'm definitely going to be just, you know, thinking about that, praying about that. But uh, I want to continue to walk you guys through the whole wilderness process. We've got about three more episodes to do after this, you guys. And then after that, I'm not sure where I'm going to take this thing, but I'm not sure where the Lord has this thing going. But I'm just going to continue to share my heart, whatever he puts on my heart, share it with you guys and hope it's encouraging you. And uh, yeah, just keep take it one day at a time, you guys. So anyway, thank you for listening today. You guys, I want to talk to you about Lord. It's taking so long. Have you guys ever felt that way in your relationship with the Lord? You know, like things you're looking forward to, uh, promises, expectations, things you're asking him for, things you're seeking him for. I hope if you are a Christian that you are asking the Father for whatever it is that's on your heart to ask for. You know, Jesus talks about, um, you know, ask for whatever you wish and it'll be given to you, right? And I I shared with you guys in another podcast, check it out somewhere. Um, I'm trying to remember what episode it was, but basically uh, the revelation I had about, you know, ask whatever you wish, because when God um, says that to us, he wants to reciprocate uh, to us what we are so wanting to do for him, right? Um, the Lord says, if you keep his commands, ask him for whatever you want. And, uh, you know, when you love somebody and you keep their words, um, you know, you have that freedom to ask for whatever you want. So you guys should be asking the Lord for whatever it is on your heart. But then there's the process of waiting for things to come to pass. And let's talk about that today, you guys. So I was in Exodus 32 a few weeks ago. And when I was reading this, I just underlined the first two lines and it stuck out to me. But then some other stuff came to my mind too that I'm gonna share with you guys. So this is gonna be a long podcast, at least a half hour today, you guys. There's a lot to discuss, but um, I think it's important. And I think it's important to under, I think it's important to understand um, how the Lord sees things. So that way we're not surprised and we can have peace even in the waiting because we understand the nature of the process, okay? So if you guys go over here to Exodus 32, it says, When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come, make us gods who will go before us. Okay. Now, as I was reading this, right before I jumped on this podcast, I read the first couple verses. And then as I was kind of going on to the next one, it just made me realize, think about what happens when you get impatient about you know, waiting for the Lord to do the next thing, how that could lead you into sin or going down a road that you shouldn't be going down, you know? Um, 
you know, think about that. You know, where have you, uh, you know, where has your life maybe gone astray when uh, you were believing God, but it seemed like it was taking a while. So you put things into your own hands. And you know what? We are not the only ones who have ever done that. You know, that's why we have the Bible. We get to see stories of people like us who were also waiting on the Lord in their life and, you know, how they handled it, right? And so let's jump over here to uh, Romans, you guys. Romans 4. Let's talk about Abraham. Abraham had a promise from God, right? Abraham had a promise. You know, we've been talking a lot about the Israelites having a promise and them having to wait to be redeemed from Egypt. It didn't just happen overnight, you guys. There was plagues that had to pass through. There was things that the Lord was wanting to do, um, you know, with the Egyptians. There was Egyptians, you know, the, the Pharaoh even said, who is the Lord, right? We talked about that and different officials. So, you know, the Lord always has another plan that we cannot see from mere appearance. But, you know, let's go, let's go over here and talk about Abraham real quick, right? It said over here in verse 18, you know, so the Lord gave him a promise, told him what was going to happen. Okay. And then it says against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. And so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him. So your offspring shall be without weakening in his faith. He faced the fact that his body was good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. So check this out, you guys. It says, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. All right. So, but as you guys know, you know, if you go back to Genesis and that's, I probably should have shared that scripture, but it's all going to tie together, guys. So Abraham is waiting for this promise to come to pass. And I think it was 25 years before his son was even born. Okay. And so, um, but I think it had been maybe 10 years down the road when his wife was like, hey, sleep with my maidservant. And then he did and she got pregnant. Right. Again, taking it into their own hands. And I just thought about this. Isn't it amazing that even though they took it into their own hands, God was still faithful to what he said he was going to do, right? Because the only ones who were going to suffer for not waiting was them. I mean, come on, you guys, read the story. And and uh, it was not an easy thing, right? And now, I wasn't going to get into this, but, you know, we've got the Israelites, but then you've got the Arab nations over there. They're all, like, related, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I think it's the Arab nations. That's why there's so much tension over there. Right. Because uh, I believe that both groups were from Abraham. I believe so. I could be really off on this. You guys, I haven't studied it too much, but, um, you know, there's there's groups. There's, you know, the we've got the Israelites and then you've got the other group that came from, you know, Abraham's maidservant. And, you know, look, there's tension over in the Middle East like crazy. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that the whole generations of people are going to have to deal with until the Lord returns. Right. I mean, this is, there's some decisions that we make that are going to impact generations to come. All right. So y'all better be careful about what you do. <laughs> but the point is, is, you know, that didn't change God's promise 
to Abraham that, hey, this is still going to happen. That didn't change. God was still going to do what he said he was going to do. Um, like I said, we're the only ones that got to suffer through our own decisions and consequences. And But thank God we got the Lord's grace, right? We got his mercy. And oh, man, the Lord is so good, you guys. We are so blessed. Wow. So, you know, okay, go back to, you know, Lord, this is taking so long. So Abraham had to wait 25 years. All right. Um, and uh, also, you know, bringing up, you know, Romans 4 here with Abraham, you know, and he, he faced the fact, you know, there, there was, how can I say this, you guys, there's certain things in your life, all right, that you're going to have to be able to face like he did without weakening in your faith. All right. It says that Abraham was 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead, right? He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead, right? She was older. She wasn't able to um, have children anymore. She had already done, went through menopause or whatever, you know, whatever the natural cycle is, you know, women can't have babies anymore. He faced that reality, but the reality of his life didn't change the reality that God was faithful and what he was going to promise to do, you know, and we got to get really good at that, you guys. And I talk about that all the time. The reason why we struggle to face reality on the outside is because we have so much just condemnation, shame, blame, judgment within ourselves. We got no room. We don't always, we don't always make room for God's love, grace, mercy, and, and his truth and all of that, you know, his acceptance. You know, that, hey, I, before you were a sinner, I died for you. You know, um, we got to be able to, you know, tap into the living well that is in us. And I'm going to be doing another podcast talking about that You got with you guys about the, the living water and how do we get that. And I think I've done a podcast on it before, but I think it's going to be important to talk about. You know, what do they say? Um, if the teacher keeps repeating it, it must be important. Or maybe I totally just blew that little saying right there, but I know you guys get it. <laughs> but um, so anyway, there's going to be circumstances in your life that you have to face the reality and say, yeah, this is what's happening, but this is what God said. And you guys, I've had to do that in my own life. You know, um, there's promises that I'm waiting on the Lord to bring forth in my life, things that he's, you know, spoken to my husband's heart and, you know, one of these days, you guys, I want to kind of share some re more revelation that I've had even about when the Lord gives, you know, a word to one person, maybe your spouse, but he doesn't give it to you. Does that make it, you know, true for both of you? Um, anyway, I don't want to get into that, you guys, but it was a really powerful revelation about unity. And I want to share that with you guys one of these days. But uh, anyway, it's really, really important just to look at the facts of your life and be like, yeah, this is the way it is. But then also at the same time, being that we're, we're Abraham's children, right? If we're Abraham's children, we're going to do and think the way Abraham did in the sense of, okay, Lord, I'm going to face the facts, but I'm fully persuaded that you're able, right? That you have power to do what you promised, right? And that's what it says in verse 21, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised, right? So are you fully persuaded that God has power to do what he promised to do in your life? And that's, at the end of the day, the thing that you got to be looking at, right? And what gets in the way of that? Why are you not persuaded that God is able to do what he promised? Because you may got some things, you might have some things in the way in your own heart, right? And we're going to, we're going to jump over here now, you guys, to another scripture that the Lord brought to my mind, because as I was talking, thinking about this, I was washing dishes, you know, and I was like, Lord, how am I going to? you know, talk about, Lord, it's taking so long. Like, how can I look at it from another aspect? And the scripture, you know, that whole scripture pops in my mind. And it was 
um, the parable of the sower. So I want to jump over there with you guys really quick too. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that as well. Um, and I encourage you guys to go back and read these scriptures on your own. If you have a personal relationship with Christ, um, you, you know, you should be reading his, reading his word and you should be seeking him. And here's the thing too. You may not think that the Lord speaks to you, but you know, maybe you're not talking to him. You know what I mean? It's like, we got to be willing to seek him, right? And that's what the Bible talks about too. Um, whoever comes to him must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So there is so much intentionality that the Lord has on our side of the equation because think about all the distractions that are in the world, right? There's so many things out there that grab your attention and not to mention uh, you have a choice in the relationship, a choice to get to know him or a choice not to, right? Just like in any relationship you have, you have a choice to invest in the relationship or not. And typically, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm sure you can relate to me, nobody likes a one-sided relationship. Do you guys like relationships with people where you're the one calling all the time or you're the one just like investing or whatever and the other one is just like, if you weren't you know, doing that work, the relationship wouldn't even be there. You know, and that's the beautiful thing about God is he is not fragile in that way. He loves beyond, you know, those things that we do or don't do to express our love that we have towards him because his love never fails, right? God is love. That's who he is, right? And he understands the barriers that you have, the wounds, the healing that you need, um, you know, the this just everything that we encompass as human beings, right? The the need for self-discipline to just be able to sit down and, and focus our minds, you know, not be so dang distracted about everything going on. When was the last time you got up in the morning, you know, before the kids got up, disciplined yourself enough to wake up before the kids did or whatever your routine is and actually sit there and just talk to the Lord, you know, pour out your heart and, and ask him to speak to you. And I think I've done a podcast about this. And if not, you guys, that'll be another one. You know, how do, how do you hear God's voice? You know, it's not complicated. I'll tell you guys one more time, just in case you forgot. If you want to be able to recognize God's voice, you got to be able to pay attention to the new thoughts and perspectives and the aha moments that are rooted in the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, right? And then as you get to know God's word more, you know, you'll be able to identify his voice better because you know how he talks. You know, you know, it's hard, you know, and, and that's the other thing too. Um, it's really important that you ask the Lord to kind of help you understand what he means because you guys for a long time, you know, I was reading the Bible and, uh, the church I was in the way they interpreted it was very oppressive. So that's the other thing too, the way you, the lenses that you can look through with God's word can keep you from God as well. And that is really deception. Um, when you think about it, but we won't get into that. You guys. That's a whole nother podcast. I can jump all over this thing, y'all. But let's go over here to Luke 8. I don't want to forget that that's where I'm headed. I got, See you guys. Man, I just lost my own thoughts. I'm just sitting here chit-chatting with you guys. And I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Squirrel. <laughs> all right, you guys. So over here at Luke 8. I'm getting over there real fast. All right. I'm going to read some scriptures to you guys really quick. We're going to start here at verse 4. Luke 8 verse 4, while a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable, a farmer went out to sow his seed. 
As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. Then when he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear, right? So we go down to verse 11 really quick. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. All right. So let's think about this really quick, you guys. What is the one thing that the Lord constantly refers his word to, right? Let's go back over here. The seed. The seed is the word of God. What do you do with a seed? You plant it in the ground. In this context, what, what, what's the ground for you? It's your heart. Your heart is soil, okay? And so God, you know, wants his word and his promises. Number one, he wants his presence to be in your heart. You have to have the Holy Spirit or you will not be able to know the thoughts of God, right? It says no one knows this is somewhere in second Corinthians, you guys, I think it's chapter two or whatever, but it says no one knows the thoughts of a man except for that spirit of that man. So if you want to know the thoughts of God, you have to have the Holy spirit. There's no other way around it. Nobody knows your thoughts because unless they, unless you tell them, right. And I talked about this in another podcast, you guys, what is the spirit? Make, make sure you go back. I talked about spirit, flesh, and soul, soul, flesh, and spirit. All right. Your spirit is your mind, your emotions, and your will, right? So you need to have God's mind, his emotions, and his will in you. Does God have emotions? Yes, he does, because you're made in his image and he created you, right? And I know there's a bunch of BS, excuse my language, going around in the Christian community telling you not to pay attention to your emotions. I'm going to do another podcast on that, you guys. I think it's really, really important to tackle that a little bit because I think it gets it gets used to a point to where people have no discernment, not in their own life. And anyway, I'll do another podcast on that, you guys. So you need to be able to have the Holy Spirit in you, though. You need to know his his thoughts, his emotions, and his will. And the only way you're going to get that is you have the Holy Spirit. So you got to have the Holy Spirit in your heart first, all right? You better ask for that spirit if you don't got it. Now, and then once you have the Holy Spirit, you start reading his word. You start getting to know him a little bit, you know, figuring out who the Lord is. You start replacing your thoughts with his thoughts, right? Well, Lord, what do you think about or say about this? You know, you tell me not to be worried. Okay, I'm going to remember what you said, not to be worried about my life, what I'll eat, drink, and wear, but seek the kingdom first and everything else will be given to me. It's that process of taking off the old man, putting on the new, because you have the Holy Spirit. You know that he's come to save you. There's no condemnation. He loves you. Uh, you're going to learn how to live and rely on God's unfailing love for you, that you don't have to live a performance-based Christianity, Right? So anyway, I, I was talking to you guys earlier about Exodus, you know, what gets in the way of us fully accepting God's word, being persuaded? That's what it was. What, what gets in the way of us being fully persuaded that God has power to do what he promised? Well, 
um, on in the parable of the sower, the Lord talks about it, right? That there are, there's rocky ground. There's rocks in your heart. You know, there's things that have to be removed. There's weeds. There's things that are choking you out. All right. Um, maybe you don't have enough water in you, right? And I'm, I'll do another podcast on that. How do you get living water, right? You know, it says there's no moisture, you know? So there's a lot of things going on within our own hearts that hinder that process of, the, of, the, of you know, us seeing the fruit of that. Now, the Lord is still going to bring to pass, but we, I've talked to you guys about this before. When you're yoked up with Christ, you are walking with him. He's teaching you how to walk in the will of God. And you're, you are in the process of maturing and growing. So there's things that you put off and there's things that you put on. There's mindsets that hinder you. There's mindsets that empower you, right? Uh, so you have to be willing to go through that yourself in the soil of your own life and your own heart. And I'm so excited. One of these days, you guys, this year, I'm hoping to get my devotional published for you guys because it talks about all of these things. So uh, let's go over here and jump over to Mark 4 really quick because I've only got 10 minutes left. I told you guys it was going to be a long podcast, but um, it's really important, like I said, that we talk about all these things. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Okay. I'm a little bit too far, you guys. I'm almost there. So we're going to go over here to Mark 4 and we will definitely tie this thing up. I know, like I said, you guys, I know it's a long podcast, but we definitely got to consider. All right. So Mark four, you know, Jesus, Jesus is talking about 30. So verse 30, the parable. So you've got the parable of the growing seed. He said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. If you want to know what the kingdom of God is like, God, he's about to tell you right now, read Mark four. What's the kingdom like? It's just like this. It's a process. All right. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. Isn't that amazing, you guys? So again, your the God's kingdom is parallel, right? To um, a, a how could you say this? A, a field that's going to grow, right? Has plants and stuff on it. So God's promises and words to you, and the things that He speaks, and the things He wants to do in your life, right? Those are all seeds that are inside your heart. Now, the cool thing about the Holy Spirit being in your heart is he's like a neutralizer, right? He he prepares the ground for our hearts. You know, we don't have all the nutrients that we need uh, uh, apart from him to be able to produce the good that we want to produce in our life, right? Um, the ground needs certain things in order for this plant to grow, right? If this plant wants to be healthy, there's certain things that are absolutely necessary that are needed in the ground, right? So the cool thing is you ain't got to worry about that. If you have the Holy Spirit, he's already in you and he will prepare your heart to be able to, you know, receive and produce the thing that he wants to produce inside of you, right? The fruit of that promise. So like I said, God's word is like the fertilizer. He's the nutrition. He's the nutrients that the ground needs. All right. But then again, within our own hearts, even before the Holy Spirit came, 
there was wounds, right, that needed to be healed. There's, uh, you know, there's those barriers, you know, and the Lord wants to heal you. Um, he doesn't want you to be, uh, you know, you know, sort of worried and choked out. And then, so you have to be able to kind of do your part on that side to sort of do the gardening as well. And at least acknowledge it. That's, that's the beauty of this thing. You guys, you don't have to do anything, but acknowledge that it's there and then ask the Lord to help you. That's it. You can't do anything apart from him. He already talked about that. And what was it? What was it? I'm like, Lord, what scripture was that? It's like John 14, I think. He's like, you can do nothing apart from me. So, you know, and and, and remember, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. That group of people I was following the Lord. And he goes like, you're you're only following me, not because you saw the miracles, but because you had your bread and had your, you had bread and had your fill. He's like, look for food that endures to eternal life. They're like, what must we do to do the works that God requires? And he goes, the work of God is this, is to believe. That's all that's required of you is believing God. That's not complicated. It is if you, you know, are prideful and you think you know better than God does, or you allow your past to dictate your current reality, right? You know, it's always been this way or this is what happened. Okay, maybe that's what happened, but are the conclusions that you've made, are they relevant to the context of your life now? How, you know, do you think that because it's something that happened before? You know, ask the Lord to cut the weeds of the past that's growing around you that's holding you back, right? So anyway, you guys, Lord, it's taking so long. I just want to sum this up really quick, you guys. I know it's been long and drawn out, but I'm just going to, you know, really quick in a nutshell. Lord, it's taking so long. What do we need to remember? That God's word is a seed. Our heart is a soil and a seed needs to get planted and it takes time for things to grow. All right. It took Abraham 25 years to get his son. I don't know how much time it was before the Israelites actually left Egypt, but it was a time. Think about all the plagues they had to go through, right? It could have been a couple months. I don't know. A few months. It could have been a year. I, I'm not sure, you guys. We've never actually sat down and studied the time frame. But the point I'm trying to make is it took some time. All right? And it's a seed. And, you know, we have to allow the Lord to do the work in us. And, and just to trust Him. You know, be fully persuaded. And while you guys are waiting, why don't you, like, learn to rely on the love that he has for you and his faithfulness in the now, right now, whatever you need right now, he will provide, right? You know, God is a father and he's going to make sure his children have what they need on a daily basis. That's like the easy, that's the easy stuff, right? You know, when I talk about the seeds and the promises, I'm talking about the big things that God wants to do with your life. The ways he wants to prosper you, to advance your life, the positions he wants to put you in, the things he wants to do, the things he wants you to build and create. I'm talking like legacy type of stuff, you know, generational wealth type of mentality, right? I'm not talking just, okay, God, feed me today. He already said, do not worry about what you'll eat, drink, or wear. Seek the kingdom first and everything will be given to you. Go back to Matthew 6. He's going to take care of your daily needs, you guys. And this is stuff I got to remind myself of every single day. You know, I can... There's been so many times, you guys, I've gotten caught up in the worry of, oh crap, Lord, what are we going to do? You know, but now I'm like shifting my perspective a little bit more. I'm like, you know what, Lord, you've always been faithful. Help me to, to get rid of the barriers that are in my mind that all came from when I was a kid. And that's the other thing you guys got to, you know, be willing to go through is you have to be willing to, to realize that the way you think right now about certain things that seems to be constant, that one thing that always just keeps popping up, like for me, you guys worrying about money. Now that I'm an adult, 
you know, I have a little, I have more control over that. I, I can remind myself, you know what, Ashley, it was rough when you were a kid, but you're not in that same situation anymore. Sometimes we just have to reality check ourselves and remind ourselves, okay, that was one season I was in, but that's not true anymore. You guys, our thoughts are not us. You don't have to entertain every single thought that comes into your mind. The Lord already tells us, take every thought captive. Chop it down if it goes against the knowledge of God. If God has given you a promise that he loves you and he's going to take care of you and he has plans to prosper you and he's going to do all of this, that's what you need to remember and focus on. And anything that comes against that, don't entertain that. Say, Lord, I thank you that you have good promises for me. That I don't have to identify with every thought that comes in. That you tell me to take it down. And Lord, I'm, I'm going to chop these thoughts down. I'm not going to entertain these thoughts anymore that want to steal, kill, and destroy. So if it's taken a long time, you guys, it's a process because that's just the way God designed it. It's a seed. It gets put in the ground. It has to grow. It needs certain things, right? You need you need to go through a process with the Lord, a gardening process. You need to you need to learn how to, you know, tap into the well that's in you, you know. And I'll do another podcast on that, you guys. I'm gonna write that down before I get off here today. You know, uh, I want to talk to you guys about living water and really how to access that in your life because uh, that's gonna be foundational for you. Um, when do you never need water? You need water every day to survive and you need a plant to need water and you've got the kingdom of heaven in you that wants to grow and expound and, and God wants to show his glory through you. So you need water for that, right? So, you know, we're going to be talking about that, you guys, but that is all I have for you today. I hope all of this made sense, you guys. I know it was really, really long, but I think it's important to remember that it's going to take a long time because God designed it that way for it to be a process of growth and it being a seed and it growing and maturing. You know, if you want to know how the Lord rolls about things, just look out in creation, right? Everything that we see, the trees, the birds, you know, uh, everything starts with a seed and then it grows up, right? All the grass and everything, you know, all the things that the, the other animals eat, right? It all started from a seed. We came from a seed, yo, <laughs> from our daddy's seed, right? So it's a normal thing for all things to begin with the seed and, and his word is a seed and he wants to bring it to fruition in our lives. We just have to remind ourselves, sober ourselves up a little bit and not get discouraged, you know, that the Lord would help us to be fully persuaded. And so, you know, have some time with the Lord, talk to him about the things that you're concerned about, the things you're not persuaded of, help him to really just uh, align your mind with his promises and his love for you and just to renew, renew you in that type of way. So I got to get off here. You guys have an awesome